Absolutely, Kirk is loaded up on snacks, and we are loaded up on draft picks, Kirk. Like, we were talking a little bit right before we came on. And yeah. The NFL draft, we always spend so much time looking forward to it. So much, okay, this guy's going to go here, and that guy's going to go there, and we're going to get all these different pieces in this, these different places. And then it happens, and there's always just a handful of things that make you go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that that happened. Just an awesome night. Yeah, it gets you every time, Travis. It really does, right? You get invested, you're buying in, and – I've always said this about the NFL draft. It, it truly brings all 32 franchises together that you think that you're going to draft that one player in the first round that could possibly change the direction or the trajectory of your team, at least for the foreseeable future. Everyone is undefeated right now, so it, there's an excitement um, about the first round of the NFL draft. And last night was – it just – it delivered, right? We kind of knew what was going to happen, picks one and two, and then – the draft truly started at pick number three with the San Francisco 49ers, and it didn't disappoint. And so basically, Travis, I had 32 picks, and I believe I got three of 32 correct. <laughs> <laughs> number one, in number my two, and what else did you get right? And that was it. Uh, later in the day, I went with Jason Owe, uh, the Penn State defensive end, and the only reason why I knew that is because I had talked to – the Ravens defensive coordinator a couple weeks back, and we were just talking about guys who I saw in college and guys who I liked. And I said, man, you know, the kid always pretty good. And, you know, he may be there for you at the end of the first round. I said, oh, yeah, we like him. We love him, man. If he's there, we'll grab him. So I had that in the back of my mind. I put that on my mock draft, and it actually worked out because they had two picks in the first round. There you but go, Travis, three out of 32. You could be, uh, you could be a draft pick <laughs> along the way. All right, ESPN Radio pick. is presented yeah. by Progressive Insurance, and all of our guests today are going to appear via the Goodyear hotline, and that will include – Jordan Rodway, she's going to join us in just about, oh, 27 minutes or so. We'll talk about where she thinks the Rams might go. She covers the Rams for The Athletic. One of the Ram greats, Tori Holt, he's going to join us at 9 o'clock. And then we've got Austin Gale, who's the director of content at Pro Football Focus. That's coming up at 1030. So we've got all of that coming up, Kirk. Let's start with this. Let's start with, like you said, where everybody knew that the first pick was going to be Trevor Lawrence. Everybody knew that the second pick was going to be Zach Wilson. And then we kind of went... Okay, what's going to happen now? Yeah. And there was a ton of smoke. There was a ton of Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. And the 49ers <laughs> went with Trey Lance at number three. What did you make of that pick? Um, I just thought it, it fit. It was prob- It was on the lines that I was thinking. I, I actually had them with Justin Fields. Uh, you know, Not just more so from the beginning. I've, I've had people always say, don't change your draft board at the last minute. It, you you kind of go with your first intuition, right? That, that first gut feeling that you have go with it and I stuck with Justin Fields when they 49ers traded up to three but there was there was something about Trey Lance that seemed to me the way the 49ers structure of their team was with Jimmy Garoppolo still at the quarterback he's still under contract he has not been traded he won't be traded I think he's a good bridge quarterback for the season maybe two as they get Trey Lance along, Trey Lance only had 11 starts in college football. So for them, it was more projecting. And I think for John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, they have the quarterback that they can mold into their quarterback for the future. I thought it was a terrific pick for the 49ers. And and you know what? And look, you know, I'm, I'm a Bay Area native, so it's a pretty cool hashtag when you see Trey to the Bay. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah, not bad. <laughs> not bad. Not, not bad at not all. Bad. I'm not a 49er fan, but, you know, Trey to the Bay is all right. 
All right, it's time for some straight talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run in the ninth inning, good. Straight talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month. That's up to 50% less than the other guys on America's best network. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Here's some straight talk, Kirk. Um, I don't think that uh, Kyle Shanahan is giving us the straight talk because I want you to listen to this. This is him on uh, SVP last night talking about drafting Trey Lance and what that means for Jimmy Garoppolo. Take a listen to this. I mean, it would be very hard for us, and it would be disappointing to not have Jimmy uh, for this year. And you always got to look into the best things for your organization, and you'll never pass anything up no matter how hard it is if it, you truly believe it helps your organization. But if I think with, with Jimmy – like, yes, the plan, win. If J- Jimmy's healthy, Jimmy's working his butt off, he's here doing everything, and it's going to be very hard for a rookie um, to come in and beat Jimmy Garoppolo out. He's a very good player, and that's why I like the situation that we are in. Now, we'll see where Trey's at. We'll see how he does in OTAs. Um, I love that we're getting those. I love that he's going to come here tomorrow. We're going to be able to talk to him in person. Um, but Jimmy's our quarterback right now. Okay, let, let me just see if I have this right, Kirk, and you tell me <laughs> yes. where this breaks down, my logic. Kyle Shanahan is asking me to believe that they traded away future first-round draft picks to move up into the third spot in the draft to select a quarterback and that Jimmy G is their guy. <laughs> Jimmy G is their guy that, hey, he's going to be really hard to beat out. Hey, he's healthy. Hey, he's done a lot for this organization. I, I don't I don't get it. I, I just don't understand. I mean, you made the move to go get your guy. You right. got your guy. Why not say, yeah, look, he's our guy. We moved. Jimmy was great for us, but we're going to go in a, in a different direction. Why are we playing this game like there's some sort of competition when Trey Lance is going to be the quarterback of the 49ers? Well, it, it's coach talk. I mean, I'm not going to believe Kyle Shanahan at all. Because at some point, he he got everybody riled up about Mac Jones at pick three. And everybody ran with it. They ran with it, Travis. And I'm sitting here saying, that just doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. Look, Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster for a reason. That look, He is their bridge quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo has shown you that when healthy, he can take you to a Super Bowl. Now, winning a Super Bowl is totally different. But he can take you there. He's done that. He's one of the few quarterbacks that have started in the Super Bowl. He's going to be a bridge quarterback. And when Trey Lance you think he plays, is, you, you think that he's when they play their first game of the season is Jimmy Garoppolo the guy taking that snap, assuming everybody's healthy. Absolutely, I, I think this was this was more about the future of the 49ers. They needed a quarterback for the future to reset their salary cap, to reset their market. They're already set for 2021. Jimmy Garoppolo's contract is already you know put into 21. But when you think about next year, when the cap will go up significantly because of the COVID year is already done, right? They had a lower salary cap this year in 21. In 22, the salary cap will grow. They'll get Jimmy Garoppolo's contract off the books. Now they'll have a Trey Lance contract that is still on a rookie deal. And now you can go out and sign those Nick Bosa's to the extensions, right? The Debo Samuels to the extensions. Fred Warner, the linebacker. I look at the economics of the NFL. You know, I had one agent would always tell me, if you want to realize what a team is doing, just look at the money. And I look mm-hmm. at the money in the 49ers. They've got some bills they got to pay in the future. But this year, they're okay. They're set with Jimmy Garoppolo. But, look, if Trey Lance comes in and he wows them early on, you could probably see him. I just don't – he will not start week one, though. I think this is Jimmy's team week one. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just feels like if I'm making this sort of investment, if I'm – I mean – 
to your point, you follow the money, that's a really good right. way to do it. But if you followed the money, then you would assume that Jared Goff was going to be the quarterback of the Rams this year. And I understand that Matt Stafford and Trey Lance are different animals. So they, they, one guy's a very seasoned veteran, and the other guy is brand new out of college. I, I get that. So there's a difference there. But the the expenditure is basically the same. Here's a bunch of first-round draft picks for us to move up and get our guy, or in the case of the Rams, to go and get our guy in a trade scenario. I just don't know why you would wait to put him in the, on the field when you just spent all this capital to go get it done in the first place. And Jimmy G, I can't imagine, is going to love the idea of <laughs> going into a season knowing that the second I make a bad throw, and he will, they all do, right? I mean, right. you're going to make bad throws. You're going to make bad decisions. Maybe him a few more than some other guys. That everybody's going to, boo, we want <laughs> Trey. We want right. Trey. You, you know it's going to happen. So why set yourself up for that when you know that you're going to have to make the move by weeks two, three, four, five, six, whatever it might be? Why not just jump into the deep end of the pool from the start? Well, because you got to deactivate, uh, you know, Trey Lance early on. He can't even be your backup. So going in, he has to be the third quarterback. Because we know you're one play away in the NFL if you're the backup quarterback. So I wouldn't be surprised if 49ers have a backup quarterback and truly use half of the season for Trey Lance to be the understudy, to just truly just watch the game. When they're ready. That's a tough sell, man. To, to, to put the number three pick in the draft on ice for half the season? But if you, when you've already been to a Super Bowl, it's a little different, right? If you're Jacksonville, no. If you're in the New York Jets, no. You're the 49ers that last year swept the, the Los Angeles Rams when it came to the season with different quarterbacks. They've already kind of built up a little bit of cachet to understand that, hey, we've been to the big game. Jimmy's the one that brought us. So I think that's the reason why. Uh-oh, did we lose Kirk, guys? Okay, Kirk dropped off there for a second. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to come back. We're going to get Kirk set up again. Uh, we're going to finish the conversation about what they did in San Francisco. We're going to finish the idea of what it means for the Rams. Plus, we're going to talk about what the Rams might do with that 57th pick coming up. And here's the big one. Aaron Rodgers is available all of a sudden. What does that mean, not just for the NFC West, but what does that mean for the NFL at large when one of the best quarterbacks all of a sudden becomes available? That's coming up next on the NFL Draft Preview Show on 710 ESPN. And in celebration of moms that run the world, this Mother's Day, thank her in a big way with a beautiful bouquet of tulips from 1-800-Flowers.com. And right now at 1-800-Flowers, you can get 30 assorted tulips for 30 bucks with a bright mix of orange, yellow, and pink blooms. These tulips are guaranteed to show moms she's loved and appreciated. To order the 30 assorted tulips for $30, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter the code GREENIE. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code GREENIE. Hurry, because this offer ends today. All right, so, Kirk, this is exciting. I, yes. I've never actually had to experience this before. I got to watch you furiously try to repair your unit uh, for to get back on the air during the break there via Zoom. That was You were like James Bond trying to defuse a bomb there yeah, before we I'm got back here. from the break. Oh, well done, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, man. Panic attacks. Oh, man. Uh, I'm back, though. I'm fine. I'm good to go. It was I don't started know, to see a, a few beads of sweat come up on your forehead. Yeah, man. So you, you see this nice grinding little bald head over here, over here sweating. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> no, you know something that never occurs, but it just happens to occur. I guess it's because I was talking so bad about Kyle Shanahan. Yep, he's got your secret code, and he hit the uh, the detonator. All right, it's time for some straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, and here's the straight talk, Kirk. Sure. 
Did Aaron Rodgers hijack the draft yesterday? I understand that there's a bunch of guys that got picked, and if you're a you know if yeah. you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, you're excited to get Trevor Lawrence. But generally speaking, the NFL at large yesterday, when I was talking with my buddies yesterday, it was all hey, well, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, where do you think yeah. he's going to go? Is he going to leave? Is he going to leave? Did he hijack the draft yesterday? Yeah, and the crazy part is it happened right when we got off air. Mm-hmm. Right, as soon as we got off air, we started to see the rumors. We started to see uh, all all this um, talk about. Aaron Rodgers, how he wants out of Green Bay, and you know the Green Bay sent a, a team of folks to go visit with him, and it's unresolved. Then he's getting traded to Denver, and so I thought the Green Bay Packers hijacked the draft again. Remember last year, there was a story about why would you draft a first-round quarterback in Jordan Love, and then all Aaron Rodgers did was go out and have an MVP year. So they took the draft last year, the headlines, but I felt that Everything that was happening yesterday, Travis, like I said, the NFL wins again. Like the NFL had like this suspense, this intrigue. The NFL's MVP could possibly be traded. And so it was a situation in which we knew who was going one and two. But when the draft starts off by not talking about the teams going one and two, but about, hey, who's going to get Aaron Rodgers? What's the situation? I thought that was a big win for the NFL because it kept everybody intrigued because we already knew what was about to happen, but the unknown of where Aaron Rodgers could possibly go. Well, and it might, you know, we didn't we didn't see it yesterday, but that doesn't mean that it couldn't happen today. It doesn't mean that it couldn't happen a couple of days from now where people do start to to make moves and trades to go and clear space for Aaron Rodgers or trade picks to get Aaron Rodgers done. I want to play because look, when guys like Adam Schefter and guys like Jay Glazer are saying this is real. It's real, yes, it's right? Real. This, this isn't this isn't just coming out of left field. This is this is real stuff. So if Adam Schefter is saying Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay and says he won't go back, you know what that means? He wants out of Green Bay and he's not going back. And he probably turned up the heat yesterday because he wasn't getting what he wanted. I want to play this for you. I want to play uh, Green Bay General Manager Brian Gutekust, who was talking about the situation and talking about how he does not believe that they're going to make a deal to send Aaron Rodgers out. He's our quarterback. He's our leader. Um, we've been working through this for you know a little while now, and it may take some time, but he's the guy that kind of makes this thing go. So he's he gives us the best chance to win, and, and we're going to work towards that end. Do you think Aaron's ever going to play again for you guys? How, how can you convince him to come back and play for you after he, he seems to be, at least if the reports are accurate, that, that he has no interest in doing that? Yeah, I'm not going to speak for Aaron, obviously, but uh, no, I think obviously we we got a really good team. I do think he'll play for us again, and we're going to, like I said, we're going to work towards that, and we've been working towards that uh, on a, a number of different fronts. You know, the value that he has to our football team is is really immeasurable. You know what I mean? He brings so much to the table, not only as a player but a leader. You know, as we go down this road, I think it's uh, I think you got to keep in mind, you know, how much we want Aaron to be here and how important he is to our organization. Is there any scenario that you can see trading Aaron Rodgers this offseason? No, no, Ryan. I appreciate the question, but no, we're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. All right, so oh, that's straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Now, I mean, he has to, right? If he, <laughs> he wants out, if, if he says, I'm not playing for you, I mean, this is an incredibly valuable asset that they have. They're, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, if he says he's not going to play, Kirk, I believe him. If he says he's not going to play for the Packers, I believe he will not play for the Packers. So if you're Brian Gutekunst or anybody else inside the Green Bay organization, you got to be looking at this as an opportunity to go get a ransom picks or players or whatever else you want because somebody's going to give you a whole hell of a lot to get Aaron Rodgers on their team. Well, I think that today those phone calls are happening. 
They couldn't happen yesterday. There was a lot going on yesterday. Those phone calls are happening today, that Aaron Rodgers will possibly be available really, really soon. I, I don't believe general managers as much as they say, especially around this time, because last year you can say Aaron Rodgers was the, the, the pillar, the staple of the Green Bay Packers a year ago, and yet they draft Jordan Love in the first round. So how could what happened from last year to this year? Right, because you still have a situation in Jordan Love again. Follow the money. Jordan Love's on a rookie contract. He has to play at some point to see what he can do. Because in the NFL, the fifth year option is guaranteed. He has to get that fifth year option at some point. How do you know what you have if you don't let him play? Aaron Rodgers knows what it is, and so he's trying to facilitate a contract that better either keeps him there long term, and he doesn't have to worry about this thing. But Aaron do you Rogers think this is a like, contract ploy that he's trying to get a better deal out of Green Bay? Because this is a weird way to do that. Is Aaron Rodgers not the best quarterback in the NFL, or should I, be the top? Yeah, the he's top. certainly on the short list. Yeah, yeah, him and Mahomes. So when he looks at Mahomes and he looks at you know Deshaun Watson, he's looking at all these other contracts around. Does he want more money? Possibly. I mean, he he wants to respect, but he also understands that how they how they did Brett Favre too. And he's like, you know what? I see how you guys do business in Green Bay. I saw how you did Brett Favre. I don't want to go down that route. Give me some security to know that I'm here the next year, maybe the year after that. But until you give me that security within my contract, I don't want to be here. Let's assume for a second, Kirk, that he does move. Where does he go? I mean, because the two names, the two teams that keep popping up when you read all this stuff and you follow everybody that is plugged into this stuff are – the Raiders and the Broncos. Those are yes. the two places that you keep hearing about. Now, the Raiders obviously have Carr as their quarterback right now, who had a pretty good year last year. But, I mean, the upgrade between Aaron Rodgers and Carr is day and night. <laughs> right. You've got Teddy Bridgewater in Denver right now, who, you know, that's a no-brainer. You take Aaron Rodgers over Teddy Bridgewater for sure. Are there a lot of places for him to land right now? I mean, I know, like you just said, unless you are the Chiefs, you, you're the Chiefs. Probably, now nah, we're good. We like our guy, right? But if you're the other 31 teams, Aaron Rodgers is better than the other 31 teams' quarterbacks. He is. He's just better. Now he's a little bit older, and <laughs> the money situation and everything. Yeah, but don't you kind of at least have to pick up the phone and ask if you're the other 31 team, or I guess it would be 30 teams taking the Packers out of it. Yeah, I mean, you have to pick up the phone, always. Uh, you were talking about the MVP of the National Football League, a guy who can come into your franchise right away and change and uh, everything about your franchise. He's got at least four good more years in terms of playing at that elite level. Okay, he doesn't take a lot of hits. Um, I just look at everything that if you bring in Aaron Rodgers, automatically you're a playoff contender, and not, if not a Super Bowl contender, depending on what franchise you go to. So those conversations are being had today. Brian Gutekunst, the general manager, he's fielding those calls today. There's going to be interest for Aaron Rodgers, and I don't care what you got going on at your quarterback because if you're able to secure Aaron Rodgers, that means that you're able to, you know, maybe trade away a quarterback that you have or you're just not so sure. You know what I mean? So it's it's an interesting decision on both parts because it's happening right around the draft but I thought the most leverage that Aaron Rodgers truly had was yesterday and that kind of went out of the window with the draft already being taken place all right ESPN radio is presented by progressive insurance tuck yourself in with host Nate Burleson and guest Justin Fields Najee Harris and Jamar Chase in the new progressive YouTube series up all night the conversation is honest the beds are small and the snuggle Kirk <laughs> it's real watch every episode of up all night exclusively on youtube.com slash progressive so with that in mind with what we were talking about not the snuggling part but the Aaron Rodgers <laughs> gotcha. and the general manager part 
I want you to listen to Les Snead here because Les Snead says, hey, you know, Aaron Rodgers, did you at least pick up the phone and check things out? Here's Les Snead. No, I can't. You know what? That, I think that was kind of a little bit rumorish, you know, back in back in uh, back kind of when that carousal was going on. So we were never serious contenders in that play then. We kind of, you know, early in the process there, when Matt became available, we we kind of jumped into into those sweepstakes and, and attacked that. Now I won't come. I'm not going to confirm that, but I don't think he was ever available. <laughs> you buying that, or oh, do you they, think they, that they picked the phone and said, "Hey, uh, what's going on over there? What do you think?" They made the call. Definitely, yeah. they made the call. There were there was a, a communication on what's going on. And they realized that at that time there was no, you know, there was no decision being made. Like Aaron Rodgers was still their, their quarterback. I think that it started to pick up steam over the last couple of weeks, and then Aaron started to make his availability. Then he hosts Jeopardy, and so now everybody's just saying, "Okay, he's now outspoken about his situation in Green Bay." That wasn't the case before, and I think the Rams realized that being a trading partner with Green Bay was probably a lot more difficult being a trading partner with the Detroit Lions with some guys who you actually know from your previous scouting staff. All right, the 2021 NFL Draft is on ESPN Radio, presented by Sherwin-Williams. Second and third round coverage begins tonight at 6 o'clock Eastern. Kirk, we're going to go dive deep into the Rams and what they might do with their picks today. Jordan Rodrique, who covers the Rams for The Athletic, she is going to join us next right here on the NFL Draft Special with Travis and Kirk on 710 ESPN. All right, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and all of our guests today on the show will appear via the Goodyear hotline. And that will include Jordan Rod Rieg, who covers the Rams for The Athletic. Jordan, good morning. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Good morning, guys. It's a real pleasure to be here. Thanks for thinking of me. Yeah, it is great to have you. So let's jump right in. What do you think the Rams do with their first pick today? Obviously, they've got the 57th pick. Do they go for need? Do they go for best available? What are your expectations? Yeah, you know, at this point, I'm half convinced that they trade back and accumulate more picks from that 57 pick point because it's the the highest point value that they could receive in a trade. And, uh, you know, they only have six. So they at some point they will be trading back, whether it's at 57, 88 or 103. Those are kind of the prime spots. If they stay put, though, um, this board fell pretty perfectly for them yesterday with the run on skill players and uh, lesser runs on offensive linemen um, on cor- on corners and that sort of second tier. I think it's going to be a defensive pick. Uh, I would like to see them draft a cornerback uh, as a little bit of depth after losing Troy Hill, getting a- another guy to move into that rotation with Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams. But I could really see them surprising us, getting a center early, getting a new- an offensive tackle early. Um, or, heck, even going linebacker early. Uh, Les Snead said that there are a couple guys at 57 that defensive coordinator Raheem Morris really likes and would even jump in the pool at the draft house for, so you just never know. <laughs> you know, Jordan, just looking at just the way that you mentioned the draft fell yesterday, the big intriguing pick was pick three, the San Francisco 49ers who go out and grab Trey Lance. Um, just the way that Arizona drafted yesterday, same with the 49ers, Seattle didn't have a first-round pick, but does that change the way the Rams think in terms of what they may do today in that second round? You know, I think that they had mentioned earlier, that prior to this pick, that they really see a shift in the NFC West, especially, as we know, the most competitive division in, in the NFL right now, see a shift 
in quarterbacks who not necessarily are the quote-unquote classic like mobile quarterback, but who can move if they need to. You're not exactly running the zone read with them, but all the time, but you could if you really wanted to, and they can pick up those extra yards, those gimme yards in front of them, and they can extend plays and move their pocket. And every single quarterback in the NFC West can do that at this point. And so the Rams have been sort of eyeing this trend that the division has taken, and especially so after Kyler Murray entered the, the division and did so themselves with Matthew Stafford. And now Trey Lance, and so they kind of had been preparing in free agency for such a such a push by extending Leonard Floyd, who defends running quarterbacks very, very well on the perimeter and pushes them to the edge really well, um, sort of gets his long arms waving in their throwing lanes and, and whatnot as he does. So they're happy about that contract this morning, especially after Trey Lance come, uh, comes off the board to the 49ers. But I really could see them maybe trying to look a little bit into their second layer of their defense, get a little bit quicker, a little bit more laterally mobile at linebacker. I could really, really see them doing that. Jordan Rodriguez covers the Rams for The Athletic, joining us here. Jordan, I'm trying to figure out the best way to answer. Are are the Rams ever going to have a first-round draft pick again? Because for as long as Kirk and I have been doing this, and we've been with the team, talking, doing the pregame show, doing the postgame show since they came back to L.A., they haven't had a first-round pick. They picked Jared Goff when when they came here, and they haven't had one since. Is it just kind of a philosophical thing where always give me a proven commodity, give me a Matt Stafford, give me a Jalen Ramsey, and you guys can have the picks? Yeah, you know what? I think I'll be a very old woman by the time they pick in the first round again. So I, I'm not quite sure. I, I was I was thinking that really they haven't technically needed one considering the, the return on investment they've gotten for those picks. I mean, you're looking at Jalen Ramsey. Um, you're looking at Matthew Stafford, who, yes, unproven in the Rams system, but I think pretty proven in the league in general. Um, and, and you're looking at the, the ability and the possibility there where they don't necessarily have to spend time developing a prospect so to me it seems like they think this formula works so far so as long as the staff remains intact and they keep winning you know not at least nine or ten games a season there really is no reason for them to have one because they can bundle it into somebody that they maybe would have gotten in the top 10 in a, in a draft but they obviously wouldn't be picking there because they they win games so it, it's, it's a really interesting strategy um, coming over from covering a, a little bit more of a sort of old school um, franchise. And it, it really has been interesting to see that philosophical shift in terms of how they bundle those picks and exchange them two at a time, usually for proven commodities that they could have otherwise gotten in the top 10, but would never have a shot at because they just wouldn't have been drafting that high. You know, obviously, you mentioned the Rams. They lose Austin Blythe this offseason. He now goes to Kansas City. Um, the Rams kind of have a hole in their offensive line. How how do they go about with these picks that they have? How do you think that they address the offensive line? Also, Andrew Whitworth just he will not retire. He's going to keep going. So, do they have him in the? You know, the Rams guess, will have a first rounder before Whitworth <laughs> retires. I'm just I'm, Jordan. I'm literally trying to figure it out, honestly. But how do they handle this offensive line? What's this offensive line going to look like for Matthew Stafford in his first year with the Rams? Yeah. So the sense that I got from the building, especially when Kevin Carberry came in from Stanford to coach the offensive line and help coordinate and design the the run game with Sean McVay and, and Thomas Brown is that they, they want to keep some continuity. And by that, I mean, Andrew Whitworth at left tackle, Rob Hevenstein at right tackle, probably Austin Corbett at guard, 
But other than that, they are are really trying to see how they can improve. And if that means, you know, blowing some of the middle of it up, then that means blowing some of the middle of it up. That also means that as much as they pretend that they could plug and play guys on their roster today, center absolutely remains a short-term need for them. And they can get one in the second or third round. They could actually get a starting caliber center as late as the fourth round with how deep that this draft class is. And I'm talking about Michael Mennett, maybe even Drew Dalman at that point. And at tackle, absolutely right. I think we'd all love to see Andrew Whitworth play until he's 50 years old. And at that point, (laughs) I don't even know what all of us will be doing. You guys will probably be running a network somewhere. I'll probably be like living in a van. But like, you know, it really, you you really want to see him succeed, but they absolutely have to find a long-term answer at the tackle spot. Someone who they actually develop as a tackle instead of like what they did with poor Joe Noteboom and moved him around between guard and tackle a lot, didn't get those reps he needed to develop, then suffered the injury. Now they don't know what to do with him. So you really have to get a young tackle-specific player in there and really develop if you want to have someone come in at some point and take over as a franchise left tackle. And again, I really think you can get those guys in the second, third, fourth rounds of this draft. It's such a deep class. And, um, you know, speaking with our draft analyst, Dane Brugler over the athletic, there's not a lot of quote unquote um, bad project guys. Like they don't have bad habits. They've got good feet, good frames, need to add power, need to add speed and agility. Um, Good, you know, good, smart players. And you can get them in, like I said, third, fourth or fifth round. I have a follow-up. I need to know what kind of van we're talking about. We talking about one of those nice VW ones where the roof pops up or are we talking like minivan? I don't know, man. It depends on if the Rams keep winning and I keep having stuff to write about, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Jordan Rodrigue, she covers the Rams for the Athletic. Jordan, it was a pleasure. Thanks a bunch. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care. You got it. Yeah, I, I think she'll be all right. I don't. I don't think van life is in uh, her immediate future, Kirk. I think she's got it covered. Yeah, absolutely, man. But it's a lot, lot, lot to digest there for the Rams tonight. I mean, they can go many different places. They can trade back. That's what I think the intrigue is for a team that doesn't have a first round pick, but pick fifty seven for other teams that may have you know interest in saying, hey, we want to get better. The Rams have filled a lot of holes, so this is not like we need this right away. It's just okay. This is a field spot. Yeah, do the Rams have a problem that really very few NFL teams have? We will get into that next. It is the NFL Draft Preview Show, driven by Hyundai with Travis and Kirk on ESPN 710. But right now, it's time for more straight talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but how about cutting your wireless bill in half? That feels really good, like a walk-off home run in the ninth inning good. Well, maybe not that, but it's pretty darn good. With straight talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for just 45 bucks a month. That's up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best network. So why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. You know what, Kirk? I'm going to pay Keyshawn a compliment and you a compliment simultaneously. <laughs> and and I say this, you know, when I talk with my buddies and friends and stuff like that, they they we, we talk, you know, sports like everybody else, right? And they'll ask me, well, what do you think about this? And I tell them the same thing every time. I say, here's what Keyshawn thinks. Here's what Kirk thinks. You guys that played in this league know how this stuff works. 
right? You, you, it's not that, oh, you looked at this tape or that tape, you talked to this guy or that guy. Not that you guys don't do that, but you right. just know how the system works. They're not moving up to take Mac Jones, for goodness sakes. All you had <laughs> to do was watch Mac Jones play football at Alabama and go, no, no, we're not, we're not burning our draft down so we can go get Mac Jones at number three. Now, right. Trey Lance, that might be a different – you guys, you just – when the question is, what does Key think, what does Kirk think, you guys are on it. Yeah, I think. I mean, honestly, a lot of times I just look at the way that the landscape of the NFL is moving, and at the quarterback position, obviously, some teams need them, but some teams need to find the right fit. To me, even the Justin Fields pick by the Chicago Bears was more of we missed out on Deshaun Watson because we drafted Trubisky, we didn't win in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes this off season. Remember, Russell was like rumored to go here, go there. So, look, Chicago fans are like, we need a quarterback because Andy Dalton just ain't it. You know, you talked about QB1 yesterday. No, it is now Justin Fields, who to me is a mix of Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and now they have their very own quarterback. It's just the bad part is that they got a coaching staff who's on their kind of last leg, right, in, mm-hmm. in, in Matt Nagy and uh, Ryan Pace, their general managers. We'll see how it works out, but I just, I just like what I see on the tape to say that fits, that works. Trey Lance works for San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely. All right. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. All right. So the idea of the Rams, Kirk, they they have a problem, and I'll put the word problem in air quotes right here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, talking with Jordan and talking, you know, you and I have talked about it. Here, here's where the Rams have picks. They pick at 57, 88, 103, 141, 209, and 252. So, basically, they've got a second rounder and a couple of threes and one in the four and then something uh, in the sixth and the seventh. But could they be in the situation where you can trade around because they don't have any major holes to fill? Not that they don't have needs. Not that they don't need yeah. players. You always need players. This is the NFL. You, all, you, know, you load from the back and guys go out the top. That's just whether it's money or injury or age or whatever. You've got to replace some guys. But as you look at this Rams roster, it's not like, for instance, we were talking about the Chargers yesterday. Yes. Everybody that knows it, it's like, oh, they're, they, have, they need an offensive lineman. They have yeah. a big hole at offensive line that they need to address. That's what they're going to do. When you look at the Rams, it's like, sure, maybe you need a center, but maybe not. Maybe you need a corner, but maybe not. Maybe you need some help in the in the secondary at safety. But, you know, we got some guys that can fill in. Is that where they are right now, where they can be so flexible just because they don't have a ton of glaring needs? Yeah, they can get the best player available at those positions, whether it's offensive line, linebacker, and also uh, safety or corner. They've put themselves in a great situation by the way that they've drafted in years past. Yes, they've had players who have gone on in free agent contracts, but they've also drafted players who have been kind of the understudy that have played well when given the opportunity. So they're actually drafting best player available, not even looking, Travis, for a key contribution. They're just looking Mm -hmm. for a guy that they can develop, bring along, and we'll see what happens. Last year, Cam, uh, Cam Akers and Van Jefferson they ended up being some key contributors, but it took half the season, right? Remember, Cam Makers didn't really hit his stride until second half of the season. Van Jefferson, there were games that you forgot that he was out, he was there, out there on there, the yeah. field. And so now they'll have a bigger role when it comes to this season. That's why I look at when the Rams, they do draft these guys. They'll have a role this season, but we'll see what the bigger role looks like for them in years to come. Same with Daryl Henderson, third-round pick. And I really feel like he's still scratching the surface on a roll within these Rams. But they they find a way 
to draft guys, not necessarily stash them, but they play them sparingly, and then all of a sudden, boom, they they just they 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 erupt. They find a way to be a a a, a long time starter. Yeah, they're look. It's it's an unusual way to go about the draft where the, the Rams do not seem to place the same amount of value on first round draft picks that other organizations do. They they get rid of them to go get established players and it's hard to argue with the results. You know, since Sean McVay has gotten here, they went to the playoffs, they yep. went to the Super Bowl, they just barely missed the playoffs, and last year they went back to the playoffs again and won a game, and if Aaron Donald's not hurt, who knows how that whole thing shakes out. So it's certainly working for them. We mentioned the Chargers there a second ago, Kirk. They were picking at 13. We yeah. knew they needed an offensive lineman. They get Rashawn Slick. Now, this was a guy that most mock drafts had going much higher than 13. Mm -hmm. Everybody thought that he would be off the board by the time the Chargers were there on 13. Sounds like they got a steal with this guy way down at 13. Oh, they got a steal. They they got what they wanted, though. Um, They knew that Panay Sewell was going to be the first, but who was going to be the next tackle? The next tackle came off the board with the Chargers. The run on those Mm -hmm. other players, Travis, really, it worked into the Chargers' favor. It worked into the New England Patriots' favor because you start seeing teams start moving and jockeying up. You saw the Eagles go back up from 12. They jumped up to 10 to where the the Cowboys were so they can draft uh, a Devontae Smith, right? The The Cowboys sat back, and they still got Micah Parsons at 12. So the Chargers really were sitting there like, Oh my God! I can't believe this is happening. And you could watch that war room, right? That draft war room for the Chargers and Brandon Staley, Tom Telesco, the general manager. They were excited because I think that was a guy who they targeted, but just didn't believe he would be there. He was there right. at thirteen, and now all of a sudden you're saying, "Wow, we got our bookend left tackle for our franchise quarterback, Justin Herbert, for the future." We're we're good. We're this is what we wanted. It happened, and you can see how excited that bunch was last night. Yeah, and that's what's crazy, Kirk, that sometimes these drafts turn, and, and let, let me rephrase right. that. It's not even the draft. The, the teams, the teams can turn on just a little bit of good luck, right? Now, the Chargers need to get over the idea of just being the Chargers, right? That right. something will always go wrong because they're the Chargers. I mean, it's hard to not think like that because that's the way that it's gone for them for so long. But sometimes you get a break. And think about what we're talking about. Last year, Tua and Justin Herbert, kind of neck and neck. Yes. Everybody kind of, you know, they're about the same guy. We'll see. You know, it's whoever Miami likes more, the Chargers are going to get the other guy. Well, they like Tua a little bit more. Herbert falls to them. Herbert looks like a better quarterback than Tua. Well, you know, time will tell, but right now it looks like they got the better of the two guys. Right now you look at the guys that they go with Rashawn Slater and you expect him to go a lot higher, and because people need receivers and quarterbacks and all these <laughs> other things, all of a sudden yeah. he's there. Now you get the arguably – the two most important positions on your field taken care of for a long time because it just broke your way. You have to be smart. You have to be good. But you need to be a little lucky sometimes, too. And it feels like maybe they got a little lucky with both these guys. Yeah, they got lucky because, too, remember uh, the Denver Broncos sitting there at nine. They went and got, you know, the cornerback, Patrick Patrick Sertan. Sertan, Okay, The Carolina Panthers, they were sitting there at eight. And we're like, what are the Panthers going to do? They went and got a corner. So by them going out drafting defensive players early on, it, it made for teams like the Chargers to kind of sit there, sit on their hands and say, wow, I can't believe this is happening. The guys who we actually need, because this is a need. There's one thing where guys, where some teams go out and draft best player available, and there's one thing where the Chargers had to draft a need. They needed the left tackle, and it fell right to them um, at pick 13, which was, for them, uh, it, it was good. Now we'll see what they build on from here. That's why I think tonight 
when you get to rounds two and three, Travis, these are the guys I truly focus on now. Because first rounders, hit or miss. But second, yeah. third rounders, these are the guys that are coming building in your team. play. Yeah, you're going to build your team tonight. Yeah, they, yeah no, th- this is like, you know, the the first round guy is the flash, the the yes. guy that you think, okay, this is what we can do. The rest of it is these are the guys that are going to have to block and tackle and cover <laughs> and do, right. do all the things that make a football team go. So it seems like the, the, uh, the Chargers got a good break with Rashawn Slater falling to them. Then there's your old squad, the Raiders. And and we talked about it yesterday that John Gruden's yeah. drafts are always kind of like say what now he did he yeah. did what and yesterday it appeared that the guy most surprised that Alex Leatherwood went where he did Raiders first round pick right at uh, when they took him was Alex Leatherwood he was like wait huh me oh, oh cool all right I'll go to the Raiders I'll be a first round draft pick because Kirk everything that I've read about the Raiders that yeah. they could have had this guy in the second round. Yeah, I mean, he, a lot of draft, mock drafts had him uh, as a second-rounder, and the Raiders would uh, had a pick in the second round, too, that they could have probably waited and grabbed him. Uh, every beat reporter uh, for the Raiders or who covers the Raiders, they all said the same thing. Like, yeah, the Raiders needed – well, it was a need possibly uh, on the offensive line. But did you need to go get it then? And did you need to go up and get a guy who you had to reach for? Now, look, I spoke to Alex Leatherwood last night, a little briefly after the draft, and look, he's excited, and you hope the best I'm for sure. the kid, right? He's you know he's reuniting with Henry Ruggs. I mean, we can get to that story another case about all the Alabama players that I don't know if you're well, we a kid will. in America, a kid in America, and if Alabama offers you and you don't accept it, like you're fu- you're fool. Like I don't even talk to me anymore. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the Raiders to me they made the pick. And it was one in which, you know, it's hard to defend because the last three years, the Raiders have given up the most points in the NFL. They bring in a new defensive coordinator in Gus Bradley over from the Chargers. And yet your first pick is an offensive line. You don't need much help on offense, man. Fix the defense. Fix the First defense. pick's an offensive lineman who was a projected second rounder who was probably going to be around when your second pick comes up. Yeah. but Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense if that's the guy that you targeted. But at the same time, there are other players that if you couldn't even get him in the second, there were other players that were of equal value close as enough. well. For the close enough that, you know, okay, I get it. But the first round, you needed a difference maker, especially somebody on defense that can come in, make some plays, and they we'll see how it pans out. But, man, that's that's a tough one for the fan base for sure. If I'm the Raiders, I'm not thinking so much about Alex Leatherwood. I'm thinking about how do I get my hands on Aaron Rodgers. That was my takeaway from day <laughs> one of true. the draft. Yep. If I'm a Raider fan, I'm trying to find a way to get old number 12 to come over to uh, <laughs> the Raiders along the way. One of the all-time greats for the Rams, Tory Holt. He is going to join us next on the NFL Draft Preview Show with Travis and Kirk, driven by Hyundai, right here on 710 ESPN.